Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, November 17th, and we start with local news. United Auto Workers Union members have voted to approve a new contract with General Motors, making the company the first Detroit automaker to get a ratified deal that could end a contentious labor dispute and a series of crippling strikes. A vote-tracking spreadsheet on the union's website shows that with all local union offices reporting, the contract passed by just over 3,400 votes. That's 54.7% in favor. A union spokesman on Thursday confirmed that the spreadsheet had the official GM totals. The outcome was closer than expected after the UAW's celebrations of victories last month on many key demands that led to six weeks of targeted walkouts against GM, Ford, and Stellantis, the maker of Jeep and Ram vehicles. On Thursday, the contract had a big lead in voting at Ford and Stellantis. Ratification was leading at Ford by more than 10,000 votes, with 66.7% of ballots in favor. At Stellantis, the lead was over 5,700, with 66.5% voting for the deal, according to the UAW website. Voting continues at Ford through early Saturday, with only two large factories in the Detroit area and some smaller facilities left to be counted. At Stellantis, three Detroit-area factories were the only large plants yet to vote, with tallies expected to be completed by Tuesday. The three contracts, if approved by 146,000 union members, would dramatically raise pay for auto workers, with increases in cost-of-living adjustments that would translate into a 33% wage gain. Top assembly plant workers would get immediate 11% raises and earn roughly $42 per hour when the contracts expire in April of 2028. At GM, about 46,000 workers were eligible to vote on the deal, and about 36,000 cast votes. Of the four GM plants that went on strike, only workers at a large SUV factory in Arlington, Texas, approved the contract. Workers in Wentzville, Missouri, Lansing Delta Township, Michigan, and Spring Hill voted it down. Workers said that longtime employees at GM were unhappy they didn't get larger pay raises like newer workers, and they wanted a bigger pension increase. I'm not ungrateful, but I feel like it could have been better, said Andrea Rapaski, a body shop worker at GM's pickup factory in Fort Wayne, Indiana, who voted against the deal. Rapaski said she's happy that temporary workers will be hired faster and won't have to wait multiple years to reach the full assembly worker pay rate, now about $32 per hour. She's also glad that workers at parts warehouses and component factories will get the top wage. But she says she'll get only $4 per hour more at ratification, and her pay will have gone up only $7 per hour since 2006 due to concessions made to help the company out of dire financial straits during the Great Recession. I would have been happy if we would have gotten a bigger jump up front, she said. I just think in 17 years, $7 more is not too good of a deal. She also wanted to see larger pension increases as well as defined benefit pensions and health care and retirement for workers hired after 2007. With GM making healthy profits, she's worried that the union may have missed the chance to get more because the company may not be doing as well in 2028. Many newer hires wanted defined benefit pension plans instead of defined contribution plans, but the companies agreed to contribute 10% per year into 401k plans instead. 
Keith Crowell, the local union president at GM's Arlington plant, said the factory has a diverse group of workers from full and part-time temporary hires to long-time assembly line employees. Full-time temporary workers liked the large raises they received and the chance to get top union pay, he said. But many long-time workers didn't think immediate pay raises were enough to make up for concessions granted to GM in 2008, he said. There was something in there for everybody, but everybody couldn't get everything they wanted, Crowell said. At least we're making a step in the right direction to recover from 2008. Citing the automaker's strong profits, UAW President Sean Fain has insisted it was well past time to make up for the 2008 concessions. Merrick Masters, a business professor at Wayne State University in Detroit, said GM has more older workers than the other two companies, so he expected the vote to be closer there. About half of GM's factory workers were hired before 2007. They may have felt they were not listened to enough, Masters said of the workers. He expects the contracts to be ratified at Ford and Stellantis and said only lopsided votes against the deals that run counter to the current trends could sink the agreements. It certainly seems that they're on track to pass, he said. President Joe Biden has hailed the resolution of the strikes as an early victory for what he calls a worker-centered economy. But the success of the contracts will ultimately hinge on the ability of automakers to keep generating profits as they shift toward electric vehicles. Thousands of UAW members joined picket lines in targeting strikes starting September 15th before the tentative deals were reached late last month. Rather than striking at one company, the union targeted individual plants at all three automakers. At the peak of the strikes, about 46,000 workers were walking picket lines. Thanks to the diligent work of the City of Spring Hill administration, millions of dollars in grant funding is coming to the city to assist with resource protection. On November 3rd, the City of Spring Hill was awarded two grants, totaling nearly $3.2 million from the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation through the State Water Infrastructure Grants, or SWIG, program. The SWIG program is designed to provide financial assistance to local entities for the planning, design, construction, and rehabilitation of water infrastructure. We are thankful for all of the local representatives, administration, and staff members who had a hand in making this achievable said Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman. Ultimately, this comes down to providing our residents with the infrastructure and resources that make Spring Hill the great city that we all call home. And we believe this funding will set us up for success moving forward, he said. The city of Spring Hill is committed to providing the best utility services to its residents while also protecting its main water source, the Duck River. To this end, the city plans to allocate this money to fund an advanced purification pilot project, exploring how Spring Hill can maximize its fair share of water from the Duck River. More details about the Advanced Purification Pilot Project can be found on the City of Spring Hill website at www.springhilltn.org. Yesterday, a ribbon-cutting was held for Graphics Garage in Columbia. WKOM-WKRM's Taft Airs attended the grand opening and spoke to proprietor Katie Durkin. Hello, this is Taft Ayers with Front Porch Radio, and we're excited today to talk to Katie Durkin. Katie and her husband, Kirk, are the owners of Graphics Garage, and that's Graphics with an X. And you recently had your ribbon cutting, and it was an exciting day. Tell us a little bit about your business, Katie. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, I do want to uh, thank everyone who came out for our ribbon cutting. We're so happy to have a business here in this community. We feel really, really excited. So our business, we do vinyl graphics. So we do design in-house. We do production in-house. We do installation. And that's everything um, varying from decals to full wraps, partial wraps, fleet vehicles, um, storefronts, windows, really anything you can imagine we can execute. And we're always excited to, you know, come up with great ideas with, um, you know, partnering with our clients. I love it. It's a beautiful shop here. I want to give everybody the, the website, graphicsgaragetn.com. And I'm going to do that real slow for everybody. Graphics with an X, garage, tn.com. We want to encourage everybody to hit that up, check it out, and see all the good work that you can do. We're thankful you're here in this town. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. And we are located on Woodland and 9th, and we're just outside of the square, and we love when our clients stop by. So please come and see us. Sounds good. Check them out at Graphics, i got to say it again, with an X, Garage. Have a good day, everybody. University of Tennessee Extension recently released reports outlining the estimated agricultural contributions of all 95 counties in Tennessee. The updated reports highlight agriculture's impact on the output and employment of each county in 2021, providing key information for local and regional policymakers, the agricultural community, and general public. While agriculture continues to make an important contribution to economic activity, there have been few efforts to estimate agriculture's contribution to local economies for every county in a given state, said author David Hughes, professor and Griever chair in the Department of Agricultural and Resource Economics. These reports represent UT Extension's ongoing efforts to identify and meet key needs in Tennessee, he said. According to the report, total direct agricultural output in Murray County is estimated at $389 million. With multiplier effects, agricultural output has a total estimated economic impact of $475.9 million. These results mean that for every dollar of direct output from agriculture, the total economic impact in the county's economy is $1.22. The report also estimates that 2,124 workers are employed in county agriculture. The reports define agriculture as crop and livestock production, food and fiber processing such as ice cream plants and textile mills, farm outputs such as fertilizer plants and feed mills, and forestry-based production such as sawmills and paper mills. County contributions also include a multiplier or a spin-off value that accounts for the impact on the non-agricultural part of the economy. Examples of multiplier effects include local spending by agricultural workers and owner-operators and farmers and other agricultural businesses purchasing local inputs such as utilities. The reports document the continuing importance of agriculture at the county level in Tennessee, even in highly urbanized areas, said Hughes. The updated contributions are based on the 2021 economy and are available online at tiny.utk.edu forward slash county impacts. The King's Daughter School and Heritage Bank and Trust are once again seeking help to make many Christmas wishes come true with a 23rd annual Santa's Mailbox gift drive. The annual drive will kick off Wednesday, November 22nd and run through Thursday, December 14th. Wish letters can be picked up from Santa's Mailbox at Heritage Bank and Trust branches in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. The letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughter students and state custody kids who will be spending Christmas on campus. 
Students have written down their Christmas wishes and letters to Santa. Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student, a press release states. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's Mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make their Christmas wishes come true, King's Daughter School Executive Director Shauna Pounder said. Once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by the King's Daughter's staff members and placed in Santa's bag, ready for delivery at the King's Daughter School campus on Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for helping make Christmas special for each and every child at King's Daughter School, the press release states. Heritage Bank and Trust is resuming hosting duties this year as a continued value partner to King's Daughter School. Heritage Bank and Trust is proud to be a part of the wonderful work being done by the King's Daughter School, says Shelley Golden, KDS board member and executive vice president, chief risk officer at Heritage Bank and Trust. Over the years, I have served on the board of directors of King's Daughters School, and I continue to be impressed with the care and compassion given to each student to make their lives the best that it can be. Heritage is honored to partner with an organization making such a great impact in our community. Santa's mailboxes are located in two Murray County Heritage Bank and Trust lobbies, one at 20, I'm sorry, 217 South James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia, and the other at 109 South Main Street in Mount Pleasant. The King's Daughter School is a nonprofit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. Main Street Mount Pleasant is proud to announce the much-anticipated first annual tree lighting ceremony. This event will usher in the holiday season with a brilliant display of 14,000 LED lights, festive entertainment, and community spirit. This new tradition is scheduled to take place on November 25th at 6 p.m. on the square. My hope is for the tree lighting ceremony to become an event in the Mount Pleasant community to bring residents and visitors together to celebrate the magic of the holiday season. I look forward to creating a memorable experience for all who attend, said Director of Mount Pleasant Main Street, Haverly Pennington. Highlights of the event will include the official tree lighting. You can watch in awe as Main Street's majestic tree is illuminated in a dazzling display of lights, marking the start of the holiday season at 6 p.m. There'll be plenty of holiday entertainment. Enjoy live performances from Mount Pleasant Elementary, who will sing timeless holiday classics, followed by performances from the middle school dance team and high school cheer squad. There'll be a visit from Santa Claus. The jolly old man himself will make a special appearance to greet children and hear their holiday wishes on the square from 5 to 5.45 p.m. Feel free to grab your camera to snap a photo with the man in red. Lots of food and refreshments will be there. The Connection Church will be on hand to provide delicious treats and hot beverages to attendees from 5 to 5.45. And of course, holiday shopping. Stroll Main Street Mount Pleasant before the festivities and start your holiday shopping. Main Street Mount Pleasant is dedicated to creating memorable and engaging events for the community. The tree lighting ceremony is just one of the many initiatives they take they undertake to enhance the charm and vibrancy of the downtown area. We believe that this event will be a heartwarming and unifying experience for the community. We can't wait to celebrate the holiday season with our friends and neighbors, said Mount Pleasant Mayor Bill White. All are invited to attend this free, family-friendly event. 
Please mark your calendars for November 25th and join us on the square to kick off the holiday season in style. Dress warmly and bring your holiday spirit as we light up the night together, he said. For more information about the tree lighting ceremony and other Mount Pleasant Main Street activities, contact info at visitmountpleasant.com. Columbia State Community College's Office of Workforce and Continuing Education will launch a leadership development program designed to benefit new and emerging leaders to help them develop the necessary skills and a toolkit of resources to help them excel as they move into and grow in their leadership roles. I am extremely proud to be bringing this program to our communities, said Melody Murphy, Columbia State Workforce and Continuing Education Director. With now hiring posted on almost every storefront, it is becoming harder for employers to find and keep good employees. This program is an excellent opportunity for a company to identify dedicated employees' value and hard work and build them up through this program for leadership and supervision roles, she said. The Columbia State Leadership for Operational Excellence program nurtures success and provides participants with the skills and resources for them to excel as leaders within their organizations. Topics covered will include leadership styles, generations and teams, employee engagement and productivity, communication and leading your team, business finance and budgets, presentation skills and networking, as well as delivering outcomes and managing change. Many of us have seen firsthand how promoting internally for these positions based on performance can be problematic because doing a job and leading others to do a job are very different things that require somewhat different skill sets, Murphy said. This program aims to give participants the necessary leadership skills to be successful leaders. Registration is now open for the program, which consists of eight full-day sessions with two full days conducted back-to-back. Participants should plan to attend all sessions, which will take place at Columbia State's Williamson campus. The program begins in 2024 with the dates of January 11th and 12th, February 8th and 9th, March 7th and 8th, and April 11th and 12th. Cost is $2,995 with lunch and coffee provided. To register, visit www.campusce.net forward slash Columbia State. For more information, you can contact Melody Murphy at mmurphy19 at columbiastate.edu. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mildred Casey Stewart Kelly, 76, a resident of Columbia and member of Highland Baptist Church, died Tuesday, November 14th at Murray Regional Medical Center. A funeral service will be held Monday, November 20th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. A visitation will be held before the service from 12 to 2 p.m. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements and condolences may be extended online at www.oaksandnichols.com. Linda Gail Garner, 80, died Wednesday, November 15th at Maristone Assisted Living in Mount Juliet. A funeral service will be held Saturday, November 18th at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with Charles Norman officiating. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. Visitation will be Friday, November 17th from 4 to 7 p.m. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. 
At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies with scattered thunderstorms developing this afternoon. The high will be 66 degrees with winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of rain today, 40%. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies, then partly cloudy after midnight. There is a slight chance of a rain shower. The low will be 47. For your weekend forecast, we will see partly cloudy skies on both Saturday and Sunday. The highs will be in the mid-60s. Saturday night's low will get to around freezing, while Sunday night's low will be in the low 40s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Norton equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We work hard for you to make your dreams come true, Mr. Grinch beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varelis and the Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Nashville International Airport is preparing for an expected increase in travel activity surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday. BNA projects the peak days as November 19th and November 22nd before the holiday, as well as November 26th immediately afterward, anticipating more than 35,000 departing passengers each of these days. Travelers are urged to follow the following tips for a seamless travel journey. Sign up for BNA text alerts. Click on BNA text alerts at the top of flynashville.com for valuable tips and updates, ensuring a seamless travel experience to BNA with the latest traffic information. Arrive early. Give yourself plenty of time to park, check in, and get to your gate. Take alternate routes to BNA. With the increase of travelers during the holiday season, there will be more passengers arriving and departing from the airport. Consider alternate routes to BNA like 216B and Murfreesboro Pike during heavy travel periods. Allow extra time for parking. Heavier passenger volume means more people are parking and those areas will be busy. BNA has six parking options to choose from. If parking in valet, passengers coming from I-40 will only be able to access this area from exit 216B. Check parking details and availability at www.flynashville.com forward slash park dash at dash BNA. Utilize the new cell lot. To alleviate traffic congestion, drivers waiting to pick up their loved ones are encouraged to use BNA's new cell lot located at 1415 Murfreesboro Pike. The new lot provides ample space and digital signage that displays real-time updates on incoming flights. Allow 20 to 30 minutes from landing time for your loved one to reach the curb. Check the status of your flight before arriving at BNA. They're advertising passengers to check the status of their flights before coming to the airport. And finally, pack smart. Familiarize yourself with TSA's top travel tips for a more efficient travel experience. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee 
today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. It may be Thanksgiving next week, but Christmas and the holidays will be in full force this weekend with an annual Columbia shopping tradition. A very Murray Christmas will take place Saturday from 9 till 4 at the Factory at Columbia, located at 101 North James M. Campbell Boulevard, beginning with a VIP preview party hosted by Amusem Children's Museum on Friday from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Tickets to the Friday VIP party are $55.20 and are available at eventbrite.com. The market will be in full swing starting at 9 a.m. Saturday. Admission is $5 with children ages 12 and under getting in for free. This much-loved Columbia holiday tradition will feature a vast selection of, of materials ranging from unique gift ideas to clothing, baked goods, handmade crafts, and more. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.